This episode of Podcast Iron is brought to you by FatWorks.com, the world's finest organic and pasture-raised and grass-fed lards, tallows, poultry fats, and ghee. Time to get real fat. Use promo code SEASONORDIE for 10% off of your entire order, and if you spend $75, it's coming to you for free. They have all kinds of sizes, and the one I like the most is the Wagyu beef tallow, available now in the gallon size. FatWorks.com, promo code SEASONORDIE. This episode of Podcast Iron is brought to you by StayClassyMeats.com. You can beat inflation and pre-order your eighth of a cow right now and save a whole ton of cash. And if you want, you can save even more by using promo code SEASONORDIE. That's from me, Cast Iron Kyle, and that will save you 10% off your entire order. Stay Classy Meats is your number one place for beef, pork, bison, chicken, elk, fish, jerky. They even have pet treats, and it goes straight from the pasture to your refrigerator. StayClassyMeats.com, promo code SEASONORDIE. Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of Podcast Iron. I'm your host, Cast Iron Kyle, along with my brother. And I'm producer Tyler. Producer Tyler, here to bring you another episode of Cast Iron-related content. We got so much to catch up on you. I'm so sorry it's been so long. That's okay. You had to go off and get COVID. I know. And weren't you sick before that, too? I was. I I had like a mini cold, and we don't know if that was COVID. But you know what? We took a little break. Um, Thanksgiving we had, happened, and then one was sick, and then the other was sick, and now we're staring Christmas down at Christmas's yeah, dude, throat. Between between Thanksgiving and now, I oh. just really wanted to get a, a good Christmas sale going because I had a lot of backstock all yeah, restored I, and ready to go. I saw that on Instagram. I yeah. was thinking, it has been a long time since you've had a big sale a like table that. table sale, yes. And they're so much fun. I remember <sighs> back in the beginning, I would help you with uh, with claiming the names and the numbers yep. and writing everything down and, and laying them out. Like, it was a big event to do that. I it must have been. Help. Did you get help? Because well, you were doing that hours and around. I don't know if you saw the, the wording of the post. It was very specific this time. So what usually happens when I do a big table sale, I have people messaging like for one pan, for another. And then all of a sudden I'm left with this other cool stuff that I have to wait and sell like a month or two later. But then I get collectors saying, hey, are you going to get another one of those 10s that you sold? Are you going to get another one of those 9s that you sold? So I keep getting these repetitious emails or or DMs, and I say, you know what I'm going to do this time? I'm going to post a picture of all my best-selling stuff. I'm talking griddles, 7s, 8s, 9s, 10s, muffin trays. Play the hits. Breadsticks. You pay one flat rate. It was very, very feasible for anybody listening that participated. It was an incredibly feasible amount, including shipping, included insurance, everything. Oh, a reasonable amount? Everything. Because I was yes. a churchman. Okay. It was one Sorry. flat rate. Oh. And then it was, so it was a mystery? Yes. <gasps> you paid the flat oh. rate and you got one of the mystery items on the table, which was valued at, at least the minimum amount. Common, of, popular item, something yes. that you're guaranteed to like, no matter what it may be specifically. Dude, everybody I sold to so far that has messaged in was like, I can't, I needed this. That's so I'm so sweet. happy. And some of the customers that I, that like my good core customers, I, I literally made it random for everybody. I would literally, I packed up everything in all the medium flat rate boxes and I just printed the shipping labels and went right down the line, donated 10% to St. Jude to CHOP, uh, you know, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and just able to pay for everything to get shipped out and everybody's got stuff for Christmas. We sold like 30 things. It was crazy. Clark, it's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. 
That it is, Edward. <laughs> it was a Christmas miracle. It was. No, no and, that's that's such a good idea. And it was, nobody had any, it was the first time I had a sale and nobody messaging anything negative. Everybody was like, you know what, man? For the true cast iron collector, this is really cool. It might even drum up the excitement of it a tiny bit more because now's there. there's a higher level of exclusivity of it yes. where it's like, yes. you, you might get picked to be... The, one of these fifteen pans or something like that, yeah, yeah. And, and and it eliminates the shuffling of the converse of the of the of the DMs, right? Yep, yep. You don't have to go through them yep. anymore. You just get that was smart. Yep. That's very smart. I did, so that's so fun too. I sold some. Uh, I did like a Wagner and a Griswold muffin tray. I sold my last um, gate marked uh, breadstick pan. Somebody got. Uh, I got. I did a lot of Griswold sevens and eights. Uh, I just. Just such a good, I did a, a lot of griddles. I gave away, dude, I got a Griswold snack pan out, which I never have gotten before. A and I said, you know what? Pan. What's yeah, that like? It's called, it's like a, like, um, like a mini, picture like a mini wok with like low sides. And I just haven't seen one before. And I'm like, this is about what I would ask to how sell big, this. How big is it about? Like, like, a, like about six inches, oh, like eight inches in, across. Oh, okay. Just like a cool little like two or three eggs, but like it's got rounded sides. I'm like, throw that Personal, in there. Personal, like a thing, yeah, or a little snack thing like you were saying. Eight yeah. to nine griddles, just get everything out and everyone was happy. I was so happy. I'd get a DM from a customer. I'd be you like, cut all oh, the no. DMs out. And yeah. you made everyone happier you, at the same you time. You get what you get, and no You're one got upset. Genius. Yep. No, no, I'm just kidding. But that's such a great idea. No, I didn't say great. yup to the genius part. No, I no, 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 no. But that, but <laughs> seriously, that's such a good idea. And again, it makes it a little bit more exciting than just I hope I get that one. Oh, let me try that one. Yep. Let me try that one. Oh, yep. I missed out on all of them. And just put my name in a hat and Chinese auction this thing. Yeah, white elephant or whatever Basically, they call it. Yeah. It's just like you know what? A true cast iron collector is not going to be like. Pff, Oh, great. I already have a small logo eight. I don't need a big logo eight. They're going to say, wow, cool. Now I got two different versions of a Griswold eight. Yeah, and, I'm a collector. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And they all have exactly. value. None of this the, stuff is going to be worth less than what you even paid, considering shipping and insurance and packaging. Bubble wrap's not free. Tape's not free. Me going no. to the post office. It was just awesome. A lot of work. So much energy. Those I'm, pans I'm, are so heavy, oh. man. Those pans are heavy. That costs a lot of money to ship. Yep, it was and a, and to insure as yeah. you've as you've learned the hard way several times, I'm sure. Uh, three, we had three losses of griddle, uh, dude. I've had such a hard time s uh, selling griddles. Uh, I had two. That's what we should do. We should talk. We should recap. We should recap the year. Maybe not this episode, mm -hmm. but maybe one more. So. We'll do about or, around or, New or Year's maybe, time, or even if it ha yeah. happens to be after January, we'll recap yeah. 2020. What were some of the highlights? The cool stuff that you came across this right, year. Right, some right. of the craziest stories about uh, some of your some, of, some of your customers. Yeah. The events, all that stuff. I think that's a good idea to do. But yeah, that's that's so that's so fitting and so exciting, especially for this time of year. I'm so amped up on it. I hope the energy's bleeding through here. But um, the other yeah. thing that we did was uh, we sat down with um, with our buddy Paul, our buddy PJ, that's and right. we recorded some audio and we covered some of the stuff that happened at West Kill Brewing a yep. couple of weeks back, which yep. was awesome. Um, just wanted to shout out PJ. Um, and, and let everybody know to go check out his Instagram page because he's doing some really awesome coverage of what, what I have going on. We're working together. Um, his Instagram is fourth dimension. It's I V T H D E M E N S I O N. Okay. So he's doing a lot of vi videography, a lot of film editing and a lot of photography, artistic photography, super which, artistic which photography. I am a big fan of. So I, I like that as well. So go ahead and follow PJ. For sure. Absolutely yeah. do that because you know what, if you do follow him, you're going to see more behind the scenes 
scenes stuff. You're going to see his stories. He did a couple. Uh, he did a couple stories while we were filming for uh, a couple of the promos. We're going to be talking about a little bit later. But I just yeah to promo say videos to they're making, and he yeah. did some behind the scenes shots so, where you, for some for, of our sponsors. Yeah, some of the sponsors you heard in the beginning of this podcast too. I think you're doing a big uh, unboxing. Yes, and, uh, it, you were showing me the preview of it. It looked yeah. so clean, so well edited. The audio sounded great. Yep. The lighting was perfect, dude. That it, it's really next level for you, and it's it's awesome. So yeah. I can't, can't wait for that to come out and it'll be there'll be clips of it on his instagram i'm sure yep that'll be for yeah. uh fatworks.com it's, it's oh, like a it whole is, breakdown yes. of i don't know if you're saying that like all all of the this they, they specialize in animal fats and i'm trying to get out of using seed oils i'm trying to get out of using all the stuff that's like super processed and like you know when you look at the ingredients of something if it says beef tallow and the one ingredient is beef tallow it's going to be better for you you know, it's yeah, natural. Exactly. So I like them. I've used them a long time. This sponsorship is a long time coming. It's been a lot of back and forth with them. And we finally came to some really awesome terms of like getting you guys some really great stuff. And yeah. I got a good promo code for you to use. So check out the commercial. And yeah, it's, it's important to point out, too, that this isn't just like who's going to sponsor me. Now I'm going to no, talk about you. No. You've, you've been you've been using their products to talk about them for a long time. Well, so it's nice to finally be able to you know, to take it to the next level with them like that. Well, that's part of the mission statement that we initially discussed before we got into this podcast. I'm not taking money from just anybody. Like you just said, I am, I am really trying to create a unique relationship with the companies that I already use that yeah. I, I could say, listen, I can speak on your product from experience rather than you having to tell me what exactly to say. Yeah. I've you, dude, I went through a whole, almost a whole entire pint of lard cooking between Thanksgiving and now. That means flavor and taste. That's yes. what that means. And, Everything and can taste good. like bacon. Yeah, and, and <laughs> bacon is the fairy dust of food, as as well, Jim Gaffigan says. As I try to dance around the actual word for it, there is a wing place that is really wild. And uh, they use beef tallow to fry their wings, and that gives them that extra, like, really rich-tasting oh. crunch. And that's why when I was doing keto, I was able to have their wings, because they weren't breaded and fried. They were actually fried in beef tallow. So I really got into animal fats and the natural aspect of cooking with it. So I was like, you know what, maybe there's something it to this. Really, it, it really makes a difference. It, so absolutely. many foods just do not hold up on their own like that. And they yeah. need the extra bit there. The the fat helps break things down. It yep. helps enhance flavor. And it's good healthy fat. That's the big difference. And that that's important to know as well. Yes, because well, there is there is such a difference. There are fats that will that your body will absorb and hold on to and make yeah. you exhausted. The good cholesterol. The good cholesterol <laughs> is the kind that will help you that will keep giving you energy you'll feel lighter you'll you'll yep. and better tasting at the same time nice yep animal fats are where it's at it's uh it's <laughs> gonna be fats, something yeah we're gonna be doing a lot more coverage on coverage like it's a sports game or, or a weather event <laughs> we're gonna do a lot more um production and continued coverage of yeah. uh, steak fat <laughs> <laughs> i guess that would be the sound of coming in um Happening now. <laughs> There'll be more footage <laughs> about everything going on with uh, the uh, fatworks.com promo yeah, code uh, yeah. season or die. And also a company you, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I do a lot with uh, Stay Classy Meats. They've been wonderful to me. They they have oh, the yeah. best. We can chat about them later um, too. Why don't, we, why don't we say that as like our, our next thing we sure. get excited about? Um, but no, I thought there was something else you wanted to talk about. Oh, um, you know another thing I did? I had... You, you know, I, I did the Willow Barn. I do the Willow Barn sale in yeah. Town every once in a while. Well, the owner of the Willow Barn, his wife runs uh, Pedal Pushers in in Hamilton. It's like a really cool florist, and they also have like oh. a wedding venue company, and they're just this this really great place. And um, 
they they reached out and said, "Hey, would you like to come and teach our staff how to do like social media stuff? Like, we want to do reels, huh. we want to do fun promotional stuff." And I was like, "You know what? So that'd be they really fo- fun." They follow you, see what you do, and they're like, "Hey, he's a local guy. Can and you come help us?" I've seen him here quite a few times as a customer. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I went over there a couple Saturdays ago, and they're in like the height of Christmas. You know, the poinsettias and the oh. floral arrangements and everything. Beautiful. And Beautiful. I taught some of their staff how to like edit reels and we did all this stuff and i i just said just let's let's just do a centerpiece can you deliver a centerpiece to our big family I christmas saw the post party that. yes that's what they gave me for that and i, I thought that was christmas awesome party. i feel like i'm in the 1800s like bartering service for service like i'm not trying to like try, I mean, yeah. monetize every single goddamn thing like i like what you're doing Let's let's help each no, other. But you know, when you think about it, though, when, instead of going to some to a business like that for money, if you just ask them for a product, not only do you get to show off the product, but it is a little bit of a, a less cut out of their pocket, is it not? Because absolutely, because they're not giving you straight up money. They're 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 giving you their product. But then I had this awesome centerpiece for our, our right. my first Christmas party in my house. Yeah. How did how did it Christy. go? By the way, I, I didn't I I got to miss that because yeah. I had COVID. So yep. um, uh, oh, you called me as, and I got to be Santa for a couple seconds. So we have <laughs> right Tyler and I have a nephew, and our cousins have two twin girls that are three. They're adorable, and they're adorable. They're and cute. what I did was I hid some presents around the house for the kids, but I also took all of our spoons out of the kitchen. And I asked my sister and my cousin so to bring darn pesky elves on to the bring shelves. their elf on a shelf. Getting into noose, getting into nuisance. You know what I mean. Getting into uh, trouble. <laughs> yeah. So the the elves stole the spoons, but they also stole gifts from Santa. So Santa said, "All right, I made a deal with the elves. If you guys find my presents, you give them to the right kids. I'll let the elves give you the spoons back because they they." They're very high negotiators. So (laughs) um, my mom and I and Christy went to the Trenton Farmer's Market to get all the coal cuts and stuff. They had a guy in the corner, like, like legit, like the real Santa. Like this guy looked like real Santa. And he was just sitting there, like taking pictures with people and blah, blah, blah. I said, you know what? I got an idea. I got an idea. (laughs) I said, can you do something for me? He goes, oh, absolutely. And I, I whispered in his ear what I want him to say. And, uh, you know, we sat down together. That's a great idea. I wonder if that happens a lot. So Joey is our nephew and our two cousins are Tessa and Stella. Tessie, they call us sometimes. So I told Santa to say this. Hey, look who I'm with. Hey, Tessie, Stella, Joey. Are you Uncle Kyle's? You better behave. (laughs) Because it's only a week from Christmas. See? I know him. (laughs) That sounds perfect. So at the end of them, uh, see, I know him. So at the end of them hunting for their gifts and getting the elves to return the spoons, I played them that message. But the other thing we did, I said, I called Tyler before the party and I said, "Hey, can you pretend to be Santa? Just play along with what I got going I felt on." So much pressure, by the way, for such a silly little thing. Well, can I tell <laughs> you how big of a hit it was? Because the girls, the girls were standing there with Joey, and you said. I know who's there. Joey, Stella, Tessa, you're at Uncle Kyle's. And they're like, oh, holy. They, like, they, they had like the toddler version of holy fuck on their face. It was awesome. So between uh, that, the elves, and, and before the whole thing happened, I took a picture of Tommy and Steph and Nikki snuck their elves here. So I took a picture with the elves holding the spoons. And I said, oh, hang on, guys. Santa just texted me a picture. <gasps> oh, my it's the, gosh. It's the elves. Yeah, and that's 
That's our elf. That's our elf. They were literally looking at each other like, oh my God. How did he get here? Like, it was just like. Oh my God. It was to see the magic of Christmas. Christmas magic, man. In toddler's eyes and knowing that you put that there just for a little bit just made it all magical. Oh, that's so cool. The food was good. Everybody had a good time. You know, we had the, the monster Yeti cooler full of beer. It was just wonderful time. We had a great time. And you had a beautiful centerpiece to wrap it all up. Wonderful. We're going to take a quick save break, I think, here. And then uh, we'll get into some Christmas chat. I think that'll be good. I got some uh, Christmas desserts from Oven to Table that I'd love to share. Oh, yes. We have so... There are so many things that can be improved with cast iron as discussed in the Thanksgiving one. But Christmas is a little bit deeper than that. And we'll get into that in... uh, What is this? Episode 6? Episode 6? Yeah. Christmas episode. Yeah, man. Hang on. The seasoner. The seasoner. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know we were recording. Um, uh, episode six uh, podcast iron, by the way. Yeah, we're hanging out, talking about some holiday stuff. We're in the thick of it for the uh, holiday season. Yeah, it, I mean, uh, what is it today? We're recording. It's the nineteenth. This will be out uh, the twentieth, twenty-first. Yeah. And uh, if you're you're already in preparation and planning mode here for what you're going to be cooking, what you're going to have on on uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New yeah. Year's even by yeah. now, right? Absolutely. So, so it's time to talk about it, man. Let's so, let's break it down. Here's some well-seasoned info for you. <laughs> That's what we're calling That's this what segment. We're calling it well-seasoned the, the seasoner. <laughs> the seasoner. The seasoner. <laughs> All right, guys. It. This is the song for the seasoner. So I saw this article from yeah. uh, WideOpenEats.com. Christmas. Ooh, I love this. WideOpenEats.com. The 15 cast iron desserts to take from stove to table. Oh, like fajitas at Fridays or something? Fajitas are not a dessert. I know that, oh, but okay. I mean, you know yeah, how like yeah. they have like an applause. Yeah, what right? is that? Is that Nick Swartz? Yeah, says yeah. That? What did they get? Oh, so exciting! It's an event. Yeah. Um, so this is a, I love this because uh, you, you're obviously you're not using as many dirty dishes or whatever right. now, right? Well, that's the thing about cast iron. You could take it right from the stove to the serving, and it holds the heat. It gives you that nice crust, but it also keeps that warmth yes. for a dessert that you want to keep. It'll warm. stay warm for a while, and. Doesn't that look so good as an Instagram post, by the way? I mean, look at this, dude. Look at a deep dish chocolate chip cookie. Holy shit. Yeah, right? Okay. Oh, my so God. It's a deep dish chocolate chip cookie. This recipe takes oh. it up a notch by topping the chocolate chip cookie. Now, here's something I'm a big fan of. Topping your desserts with flaky sea salt. So salt is not just like the whole salted caramel thing. Salt brings out flavor. That's why salt is such a unified condiment. It just makes everything taste better. It brings out the sweet. It It highlights the the savory. savory. Absolutely. So so when you got that salt in there, you really wind up, it almost tastes sweeter because you're like, oh, salt, oh, sweet, oh, salt, oh, sweet, (laughs) or something like that. Well, it kind of just throws your, your palate for a loop by just... The more flavors that your your palate is dealing with at a single time, it, it it's the more like alive a, it is, like a basically. burst. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like when you look at a garden, okay. The way I can think of your palate is like a garden. When you look at a garden and there's all yellow flowers, it's pretty, it's cool. But wouldn't you like yellow. to look at like fifty other kinds of flowers with a loud ice maker next to your head? Big, well, yeah. Wouldn't you like to see a whole bunch of other colors at once? Right. right? That's how your flavor palette works with your tongue. Yeah, what's more stimulating, one color yellow or a whole rainbow? Obviously. So Absolutely. it's just you're more so literally your senses are more stimulated each time. So same uh, thing. 
deep dish chocolate chip cookie. Is there anything special that you need to do with it, or is that just regular dough? No, there's there is there is, is a cakey? whole slew of cast iron cookie recipes. If you want to go for that hard, crunchy cookie, obviously use a thinner. You know, make your cookie a little bit thinner. But if you want it to be almost like a soft, if you're more of a fan of a gooey, warm, oh chewy, cake like cookie, I might make need it a to little sit down. thicker. I swear I to God. Know, I know. I need <laughs> oh. some napkins. Oh my God. It's dude. getting better. Honestly. That's only number one. I know. That's the it's problem. Only number one. That's the problem. Dude, can you imagine that with just like, yeah, like milk or even just like some, some vanilla bean ice cream with it or something? What right? I'm like, hoping, God damn. What I'm hoping to get out of this Ooh. segment is for you to listen to this and be like, honey, what do we bring to the party? I don't know. This is going to inspire you to make some stuff. Okay, that, and that's what I want. Everyone's going to be talking about it. That's exactly sure. right. So, I heard it on this podcast. This yeah. is the one you should subscribe to. Everyone at the party. Um, and the cycle continues. Deep dish chocolate chip cookie man. Listen Holy to shit. this. Nice. Are you familiar? We with, need the bell. I missed. The I bell. know. Are you familiar? Ding ding. With, ding ding. Are you familiar with monkey bread? Monkey bread. <laughs> I know it's what that sounded like. Isn't it? <laughs> Are you familiar with monkey bread? Like a pull apart uh, bread kind of yeah, thing? It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like Is it like balls kind of that you pull? Cinnamony and yeah, yeah, yeah. Balls yeah. that you pull. Um, the what? <laughs> so this is a monkey bread in a skillet. But listen to this. Now I, I actually think I might make this. Okay. Peanut butter and jelly skillet monkey bread. Oh my god, dude. It, we're gonna need like six gallons of milk too, because everything needs to go with milk. Yes, yes. <laughs> you need milk with this. Holy shit, that sounds so good. Absolutely. A Dude. pull apart and uh, get the. Oh my god. Bust out your cast iron for this fun dessert, monkey bread. It'll satisfy even the pickiest eater in the family. It's quick. It's easy, and you use Pillsbury refrigerated biscuits as the base. Very oh, easy. Oh, super um, fluffy. You can find the recipe on, uh, like I said before, wideopeneats.com. Uh, I am a big fan of the peanut butter and jelly flavor. I think at nighttime, like if I have a really hard day at work and I'm home and I'm doing something, I need to go, you know, eat something right before I go to bed, a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich, God, a little glass time, of milk every, every time, every single time. Dude. And that, get that little extra protein. It's <sighs> like, it's when you're actually hungry, hungry, but it's too late for dinner. That's, peanut butter and jelly sandwich hits the nail on the head every single fucking time. Man. That's it. I love it. So that's <laughs> that's a big one because I know we're not alone with that. So that would be a home run as well. You I know what's a great text message to get right in the middle of us filming? What? <laughs> My friend Ryan, who bought a Dutch oven from me uh, last year, <laughs> he bought. He, they made sausage, peppers, and onions tonight. And I just get a text message, yo, dude, I love this Dutch oven. <laughs> and he sends me the picture of what he's making. It's oh, so nice. Great. What's he making in there? Making sausage peppers and onions man i Ooh. i got him a uh him and him and uh my friend jess uh an enameled yellow dutch oven i'm so glad to get oh, text nice. messages like that if you have something from me and you're listening to this please tell, send me messages of what you're making i want to see what you're doing Dude, with these again, things, yeah why, why don't we get that going that would be a fun thing to, fun to, to share I have around some, this i have know, a banked season. up Right for the holiday season here, especially this week, next highlight week. Highlight sales, highlight recipes. We're going to go yeah, through highlight, the year I'll, end. I'll, what you've bought, if you've bought something from Kyle and you're making something cool this season, Let send it to him. And well, he's going to repost his favorites. It'll yes. be cool, man. Um, so that was, so peanut butter and jelly monkey bread. Love yep. that one. Damn, uh, that sounds good. Number three, caramel pecan skillet brownie. Okay. So skillet brownie is totally next level if you've ever made a brownie in cast iron because I am a alone. fan of the corner brownie that is crunchy and gooey. And it's all edges pretty much. It's so much so much going on. So you have the two oh. sides that are not the corner that are nice and soft and, yeah. and go gooey. Then you have the two sides that are the corner that have the that are a little bit more sh- like sh- 
like a little tougher, tougher, but crunchy and yeah. everything's cooked a little different close to the edge as yeah. opposed to the center. There's so much going on with brownies when you cook them in cast iron, but to add things like caramel and pecan and put ice cream on top of it, oh. it's just so much going on. You're going to look like a Again, pro if you yeah. show up to the party with this. Yeah, ex- exactly. And you can almost finish baking this stuff. And when you take it to the party, it'll retain some of its heat on the way over there and say, hey, can we just throw this in the oven for like five minutes on 350? You have something cooking? Oh, we'll throw it on the bottom just for the next... Just heat this up. Yeah. Just boom, heat it up. Yeah. Nothing is specific. That's, that's like the, the big yeah, th- thing. That's a big thing too, is like this could be the kind of thing where you prep it and everything is sitting in the pan ready to cook. And yep. then you take it to mom and dad's house, toss it in the oven for a little while, and you'll have fresh brownie pecan. But you serve it straight from the oven. That's the beauty. Yeah. You don't have to cut it and serve it and do You just take just it shove right a spoon in the skillet. In it and stick it right on the table. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Serve it with your favorite ice cream in front of the fire watching Ooh. Charlie Brown, Charlie Lown Christmas. Charlie Lown Christmas. And you are, you're a celebrity. <laughs> All right, number four. This looks, this, the picture of this is almost as cool as the description. There. (laughs) Brown sugar cinnamon apple skillet cake. Brown sugar skillet, brown sugar cinnamon skillet apple cake. Brown sugar skillet. My light bulb burned out. I need to change the skillet. Um, (laughs) Brown sugar cinnamon apple skillet cake. Okay, this dessert is gorgeous. It looks like a professionally made dessert and it will definitely be pinterest or instagram worthy when you put it on the table just look at the way the apple slices cascade around the pan so the so picture it's ap- so it's an apple cake with yeah, cinnamon with the apples and... exposed on the top where they oh, kind of like it, they're burn. like a ro- they look like a rose the way they're arranged in this picture not anyway. burn but they like cook and the sugar on the apples they're caramelize cooked. with the added sugar yeah they're yeah um, they're, they're just toasted pretty much ugh, it's just it's it, it's easy a lot yeah, of this stuff that's is a good easy. one too apples a lot of people love that too like an apple crisp type of thing too right dude you could take like any box Boxed brownie mix. It's this is the other thing. It cast iron is a really good way for you to get around making a complex recipe. You can take it. You could take a cheap recipe and just amp it up. You take box brownies, put it in a skillet. You're gonna look like a chef. <laughs> Trust me, it's all smoke and mirrors, yeah. gang. Yeah. <laughs> it's you like it's mean? like I made dip. Cool. Well, I made dip in a crock pot. Holy, yes, Whoa, you're fancy. Yeah. Wow. It stays Whoa. hot forever. Keep warm. Keep warm. Keep warm. There's a button for that. Next up, number five. Next up. Bing, bing, bing. Um, <laughs> skillet, bourbon, peach, and blueberry crumble. Now. Skillet, bourbon, peach, and blueberry, blueberry crumble. crumble. Bourbon goes good crumble. with brown sugar. Crumbles. Bourbon goes good with any kind of sugar, brown sugar, because of the way that bourbon breaks down. It kind of has a maple syrupy thing when it breaks down with sugars, blah, blah, blah. Oh. But you can do <laughs> you can do a lot of things with bourbon. Um once you make a dessert with bourbon, you'll probably be hooked, this says. Then throw in some peaches and blueberries and make a crumble, a.k.a. a peach cobbler, and you have this recipe. I have a feeling that this one will definitely be a holiday favorite this year. I love the idea of all the fruit mingling together with the spicy bourbon being topped off with crunchy, sweet crumble. They said crumble twice. Crumble topping. Crumble crumble um, toppings? Now, the way that this is portrayed in this recipe, it almost looks like an individual serving because it's made in a smaller skillet. So that would be a cool idea, too. Oh. Imagine taking, like, a brownie mix and, like, if you have Griswold 3s, or, like, any 3s for that matter, it doesn't have to be Griswold. Yeah. Say you have a bunch of them laying around, and you're like, damn, what am I going to do with all these things? Make six or eight little mini pies. Oh, that'd be so cool. Make little, little, little individual mini ones pies. for everybody. Yeah. Here, here's yours, here's, here's yours, your here's bourbon crumble, here's your bourbon crumble. One of my favorite desserts I would ever get out at a restaurant was at TGI Friday's the brownie, the brownie surprise Sunday thing, uh, lava cake. I think it was a, no, it was a brownie. Oh my god! 
God, I don't, a hot fudge brownie something. Anyway, it came with the, it was the brownie in the middle with the hot fudge on the side. And the whole thing was steaming hot on the, in the cast iron. Yes. With, and they put the ice cream in it and the ice cream would melt and soup around there. Ugh. And you make it, and it gets, it's just, it becomes an activity to mix it all up together. Yeah, but that little crumble looks like, and imagine it, doing like some blueberry I mean, ones. It's a little individual ones. serving type of thing though. Now this is your Ooh. own, this is your own activity. That, that, that makes it even more fun. I, I have think. a new way to market my threes and fours here, gang. Look yeah, that's a good idea. What about that. Wow. I saw, I remember last year, one of the highlight sales, speaking of highlight sales for 2022, yeah. I sold, I think it was 15 number threes and 10 number fives to one guy who was using them for like, he was doing restorations and stuff like that. But he also would send me videos along the way. Which is cool, too. I like sending people unrestored stuff and seeing how they restore it. Yeah. So I think I might have to send them this recipe and say, hey, can you do like a little promo shot of like 10 of your skillets with this recipe in it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, it would be full. It would be fun even if you were to get like a, a handful of them and sell them as a package deal. Like, here's a pack of three, a pack of four, right. something like that for families. Like, or like that a would little be, mini set. Be great. A three, four, and a five. Or Christmas like, type. But little, yeah. 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 That'd be cool, man. I love that idea. Ugh, I just picture, one. I picture like all of my customers like sitting in a rocking chair next to a wood stove saying oh this is our skillet forever that's like my dream customer (laughs) i needed this and now i have it forever Uh, that's good that's the image (laughs) that's the perfect image that's true i bid on a um, point that's the whole point i bid on a book uh from a heart so back in the day hardware stores would give their catalog for the year to their customers it was like a bible dude it was like hundreds of pages because yeah, it took so long to print these kinds of things so they only did one well you 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 didn't have cars so you would literally be home deciding for weeks at a time what the hell you needed for the next year so you would write a list of the shit you needed yeah. and they would give you these catalogs dude there's one i bid on it was literally from like the 1940s and it had the full line of griswold stuff oh and I, it was a hefty bid, but it would have been so cool to just sit and figure like, all right, picture yourself in a cabin in the middle of the woods with nothing around you, no car, just a horse. You have your kids, your wife, and a wood stove. <laughs> and you're technology like, was AM radio. What like, am I going to need in six months? I got to yeah. order it that shit now. Like your pan's broken still, honey? Yes, I need to, I need to get a new one for it. And like literally writing down. Man. Oh, and yeah. that's the shit I still have that I'm selling to people. It would be, I love it that. would be cool to take something like that and blow it up and make artwork out of it too. And, oh, and I thought about individually, the... like literally professionally framing some of the pages. Yeah, that'd be cool. Just wow. for the studio here, you know what yeah, I mean? For, so yeah, maybe Christmas present next year. Eh, well, it'd have to be from everybody. Christmas. Huh. Speaking have you, of Christmas, have you um have you ever had the flavor amaretto? Have you ever had tasted amaretto? Amaretto by morning. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Amaretto, I can't really describe what amaretto tastes like. It's like almost never like even an heard of it. Almondy, it's it's a liquor. So it's, it's a, a nutty, liqueur. So it's a nutty it's liqueur. A, it's a nutty. It's crazy. Um, liqueur, liqueur. Um, and it's but it's good with desserts. It's another like bourbon whiskey kind of like okay. liquor that you can yeah, like take a, to the dessert like a table. smoky earthy kind of. Yeah, not smoky, not smoky but just but like I know what just, you mean. Just wholesome and rich. Okay. Um, and this, this, I, I've never thought about this until today. It's a raspberry amaretto cheesecake. Oh, in oh. a skillet, and I—that's different because cheesecake in cre- a skillet. Because you don't want overcooked. You know, no. As far as like crust goes, cheesecakes are supposed to be in like a spring mold in a water bath. But like, are you? Are we thinking that the the crust would get 
you know, would they have more crust on the edge so that well, it gets a little I mean, crunchier on the edge? Based on the picture, it kind of looks just like a flat cheesecake almost. Yeah, it just looks like a regular cheesecake. But it's got raspberry preserves with the amaretto baked into the actual cheesecake part. I'll read what it says. That's First different. of all, I love cheesecake. Secondly, the blondie is my favorite type of cheesecake. So the idea of combining a blondie with a cheesecake with desserts and the boozy amaretto topped with the raspberry jam, uh, I'm absolutely sold. Um, this recipe is very easy and it's probably the easiest cheesecake you'll ever make. No more worrying about fumbling around with the water bath in spring form. I literally just <laughs> said that. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Just bake okay. it in a cast iron and serve it up. Let's get easy. Cool. Uh, dude, that perfect. What an awesome list this is. I, That's it, man. Um, yeah, we still got more. It's supposed to be. Um, no, I'm just saying that 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 again, simplistic. It. That's the point. Is it bad that I could tell you what kind of skillet it is based on the number eight that's on the handle? No, that's pretty. No, that's that's, that's, that's pretty unusual. That number eight being yeah. there on the handle like that, squared off looking eight. But I mean, it's it's so. Do you unique. have one? Yeah. You might. He's just looking at the stock photos of this list, and he's looking at the cast iron pictured in the in the article here, and he's like. I think I have one hanging up. I think I <laughs> that same one. It's the same yeah, right on the handle it's, there. It's a eight right in between there. where you actually grab it and where the pan itself starts. There, there's a huge number facing up, right on the cooking surface there. But cool. I, it's just—that's it, funny. It's, it's very easy to tell that they got an old Griswold there for the picture. Here is easily my favorite recipe from the list. Oh, We're at number seven right now. The desserts that you should be making in cast iron for Christmas parties this year: chocolate peanut butter skillet cookie. Okay. <gasps> Peanut butter, anything. Yes. I'm I'm done. Game game <laughs> over. It's my favorite. What did you cook? Peanut butter and cast iron? I literally just brought spoonfuls of peanut butter. We're just going to put it in everybody's mouth and we're all going to get it. <laughs> we're That's putting it. it in everyone's <laughs> mouth. Here, eat this. Seriously, guys, I just had to walk away from the computer screen to take a moment. This recipe looks so damn good. Just look at all those peanut butter cups. I can't wait to see the look on the guest's face as I bring this out to the holiday table. There won't be a single person claiming they're too full when dessert comes out. Did you ever notice that? Yeah. You eat a full meal and then everyone's like, you want dessert? You're like, no, no, thank you. And then you look at the dessert like, I'll try that. I'll try, I'll that. try that. I'll have a little bit of that. Yeah. That's exactly what this is. So this yeah. is basically a chocolate cookie, just like instead of chocolate chip, just like a chocolate cookie with peanut butter cups. Oh, chocolate cookie. Chocolate, not, not chocolate cookie. chip No, cookie. chocolate cookie. Nice. But you know those mini peanut butter cups that they make that Reese's makes? Yeah. You cut them in fourths and literally substitute chocolate chips with those with those oh my god yeah so like picture yeah, a chocolate yeah, chip yeah. cookie recipe the amount of chocolate chips you would use you would substitute that with the with the mini cups mini cups but it would be a chocolate cookie recipe with chocolate like hershey's chocolate drizzle over top <sighs> caramel drizzle on top and you have or even maybe some powdered sugar Dude, there's going to be so many people messaging me saying, I listened to this while I was at work, and fuck you, dude, because now <laughs> I'm so ready to go home and just Someone's going to listen to this too late after New Year's. <laughs> yeah. When it's their New Year's resolution. I guarantee, if you're listening to this right now, I guarantee somebody's going to be listening to this late at night and say, God damn, I got to get out of bed now. <laughs> if you're in the gym, this is motivation. <laughs> oh, God, get on that elliptical, man, because you're going to be making this when you get Get home. another rep in if you're at the gym right now. <laughs> yeah, get another rep in. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, sounds great, um, dude. Next. Here's a good one. I think our dad would like this. Our dad's a fan of this. Oh, carrot know. skillet cake. You just take a traditional carrot cake. Cream cheese icing. Cream mm -hmm. cheese icing. Cream. It's almost most like a cream. Important, most important part. Cream cheese drizzle. Almost. Drizzle. drizzle. Stewie's here. Um, 
But like with with like the other things that we covered with cast iron, it gives it that crunchy caramel. I have trouble saying the word, so bear with me. It's called the Maillard effect or oh. Ma- Maillard effect, Maillard which effect. is literally like the sugars in meats or desserts or anything breaking down and becoming that crispy. That yes, that yeah. <laughs> That crunch you hear part. that? That yeah. I just did. That's crunch. exactly what it is. So this is basically this is a um, this is just a delicious normal carrot cake, except it's baked in a skillet for that crunchy outside, and it has the traditional cream cheese frosting, but broken down for a drizzle almost. Top it with homemade vanilla glaze if you want to substitute it. But this is a skillet dessert, and it will not only be impressive, it will absolutely taste delicious. So the other thing that you can consider cast iron doing is amping up your traditional desserts. Any dessert that you would traditionally bake, do it in your cast iron, and it will have a different flavor profile. I'm yeah, telling you. of course. Any like, like I could take three or four Griswold 8s and bake cakes in them and make a layer cake out of that, and it will taste a little bit different. Like, it just cooks. Yeah, each layer would tell, yeah, because you have that high, in, because you have that intense, evenly distributed heat at the bottom there and the sides. Right. So that's what creates it just a lot more different. of the, the, the crusty type of edge type of thing, the higher, right. the higher temperature point. Like, it just, it, it adds, there's it more of it. it. There's more, there's more of that crust. There's yeah. more crust. If you like crust, I, I, I need to relax. Just, just, <laughs> just a good, just the way it cooks it is yeah. just a little bit just it just it just adds that little extra oomph that yeah. that but will tell your guests or tell the people that are attending the party that you're going to that like I care this little extra bit for yeah. you like I could have just thrown this in a f- spring form I could have just bought this at the store but no this is just this just puts more love into yeah, yeah, what you're right. doing. Oh, thank you for the sugar cookies with the inch of icing on top <laughs> that you got from Shoprite. <laughs> ah, the, the they look like hockey cakes. books. You know what I'm talking about? Well, yeah, or some teenager like wrote, chalky. Happy birthday on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Or Bris- like it says birthday. <laughs> Kyle. Ew. <laughs> uh, uh, how, how, how do you order a cake for that? Can he even read yet? Oh, God. Do you want the ha- top half of the cookie cut off? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I want gosh. some of the cookie removed. <laughs> oh, gosh. Or like for a baptism. Happy pool party. Um. <laughs> <laughs> happy pool party. For those of you that have a christening to go to, please write happy pool party on your skillet cookie <laughs> from pool shop. Party. <laughs> yeah. Pool party? Give him um, a noodle. <laughs> a pool noodle. Uh, this, is, this is the holy pool noodle. Bring a pool bring a pool noodle to church. That would be hilarious. That sounds like a shitty punk band, Briss Noodle. Briss Noodle? <laughs> <laughs> Featuring water wings. <laughs> yeah, pool, pool party and Briss Noodle. <laughs> Alright. We're off the rails. Why don't you here. look and see if there's something there that briss? sticks out to you? No, not Briss on the list. I got another one. There's only no. five more. Oh, there's only five more. Yeah, it's a I list of fifteen. Like, I thought there was like ten left. No, 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 no. We're, this is a right, number five here. <laughs> number five. This is number nine. Number nine here. Four left to go. <laughs> Skillet salted caramel apple crisp. Okay, apple so, crisp. I was waiting for apple crisp. Not a pie. Not a tart. But it is a crisp. And what I like about an apple crisp, it makes you feel less guilty because there's oatmeal. Involved, and anytime you sneak oatmeal in something, it's better for you, right? Yeah, because the oatmeal Cork goes makes... down with the fat and sugar, and says, "Hey, he's with me in your stomach." And your stomach goes, "Oh, okay, that's that's cool. a great idea. No calories." Because the just best saying. part of apple crisp is when the oat the oats on the edge when they get real crunchy and crispy. 
well and and cinnamony and and the cast iron's going to make that happen all around the edges. I have a secret with apple crisp if you're listening because court makes my, my wife court she wonderful apple crisp with I, the with does. the with the uh you need the vanilla bean ice cream with it though. absolutely but and everyone talks about it every time so throwing it in a pan though in a skillet yeah in a, different. In a skillet though so what's different. your what's your tip there my tip is to add a little bit of the oats into the crust on the bottom of the apple oh so kind of throw some in there first like then throw your mixture in yeah. with the apple slices yeah. and then more on top so you kind of get two variations of the oats you get the the crispy oats on the bottom versus the toasty sweet kind of especially especially if you're going to be doing it in a in the cast iron pan you're going to get that real crispy crispy crust on the bottom there oh that sounds great yes apple crisp is is a hit every single time it is always gone every event it's so easy but it's it's like one of those things it's like like how simple is an egg think of an egg yeah one egg what is you know how many variations of an egg you can do with just one egg yeah how many things you can do with one yeah for breakfast and they're all great Yep. But anything, any dessert in the cast iron involving an apple, brown sugar, and oatmeal, you can't fuck it up. No, no, because, yeah, all you're doing is mixing it up together and tossing it in there. I'm teaching you to look like a pro here for your next a party. Per- yeah, but it's really actually just easier than you think. It's Especially way easier. This. And I helped make the apple crisp for Thanksgiving. And I year. helped. And I helped. <laughs> I did. I peeled I peeled and cut all the apples and everything, and then she's like, okay, we mix this, 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 and then toss it in. I'm like, and that's it? She goes, and that's it. I was like, are you hey, serious? That's it. Dude, honestly, and, and toss it in a cast iron pan and you're going to look extra fancy for yeah. sure. Yep. But uh, uh, another thing, especially if you're looking for something that you don't want any leftovers of, make apple crisp. I think I found I'm a new way you, to market my apple number crisp. fives. Uh, my, number five, my number five skillet is like a skillet that I don't really sell too easily except if it's part of a set. Because the it's number big, five, right? No, number five's... Oh, it's a small one. Yeah, but it's more like a de- like a dessert skillet. So you see that like number like a- seven up top over there, like yeah. the little griddle. Picture like an inch smaller on either side, and you're okay. right around the realm of a five ish. So you're looking um, at a dessert for like a small gathering, but enough probably. I mean, yeah, four people, four or five people. Well, yeah, it depends on what it is. It out. Yeah. yeah, right. But if it was threes, you could do like three. Oh my gosh, this is cool. This, this is, is opening up idea. a different realm of marketing. Yeah. If you want a dessert skillet, Casner Kyle. Uh, Instagram at cast iron underscore Kyle. Done. All right. Number 10. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> S'mores skillet chocolate dip. Now. S'mores. One of the things I'm sorry to s'mores. tell you that you missed for the party, but oh. being the loving brother I am, I boxed up some for you. You did? I made the uh, Little Debbie's Christmas tree cake uh, oh. viral TikTok dip. Yeah, where you take, where Cream you mash cheese, up, mash cool them all rip. up. Yes, you mash up, mash but you mash them. You know what I did? I saw the ingredients and the way it said, it just throw everything in the bowl, mix it up and serve it. I'm like, mm, I'm going to try a little different. <laughs> it has milk, vanilla extract, cream cheese, and Cool Whip. Oh. I took the trees and softened them with the milk first. Yeah. Mixed in the vanilla extract and kind of got like a, almost like, like the, the cereal that sat on the counter overnight kind of vibe oh yeah, yeah. real mushy real yeah, mushy. mushy then i kind of introduced 
I introduced the Cool Whip, and then it got a little sol- a little more solid. Then I introduced the the cream cheese, and then that kind of pulled it all together. It made a, okay. So then, what do you do with it? You make it. A, is it a dip? Vanilla or? wafers, cookie biscuits, oh, graham you dip, crackers. Yeah, you scoop it. You scoop it out with cookies or something. It's unbelievably oh, good. Oh, that sounds. Uh, great. But I made an extra half a point for Ooh, you, so you guys you can take that home and enjoy that with corn. That sounds nice. Yeah, that's great. But anyway, this s'mores this is, thing though. That, that's what made me think of this because the other thing that yeah. is really cool about a dessert is if you don't want to commit to a full slice or a full um like a full serving of something you can always just go hey i'm gonna just have a couple pieces of this dip just a little yeah bit. dippy <laughs> th- you could do a dippy yeah. dessert there aren't too many dippy desserts so this says remain calm and step away from the s'mores skillet dip i'm not sure if i'll even be able to make this recipe there's a good chance i'll eat it all before i even bring it to the party true <laughs> <laughs> really though what a brilliant idea to bake up some fudgy chocolate caramelized mushrooms on top or sorry mushrooms really though what a brilliant idea to bake up some fudgy chocolate and caramelized marshmallows on top oh serve with a side of graham crackers and you will feel like you're camping it's a super easy recipe. The skillet basically looks like a bunch of melted chocolate with marshmallows whipped up, oh and they're God. dipping graham crackers in it. It's just yeah. so easy. That and yeah, it's easy, but that will be gone. Man, you, that is uh, that is, and that's a great idea because you know what? That will go a lot further. So you could bring a smaller amount, and it will serve more people. Because you could just bring a lot of graham crackers and they dip it in that and you could wind up serving maybe twice as many people as you otherwise think you would with something like a cheesecake or something. Well, because they're only taking the amount that they're feeling comfortable eating. Yeah, they only need the the, the topping of their cracker. They don't need a whole wedge out of it right they're not right? taking so you're not trying to say go further is my point well 10 slices i can only can serve 10 people well no this is like a big thing a dip yeah. people will be able to get what they want just grab some off yeah. of it and move on yeah um this next uh this next uh oh i'm sorry Here that's okay my... that's okay ding, ding, ding. uh this is cool because um they're becoming more popular i'm seeing i'm, I'm seeing them more and more now they're called blender cakes which is almost like a cob- a cobbler crumble crisp kind of thing where you mix everything in a blender and like grind down the nuts so it's not a whole nut it's like pieces of a nut okay. pieces of oats and then it's rebaked into the skillet kind of thing this is called a triple berry blender cake very cool looking design so it's like it's like a casserole almost type of yeah dessert. and you could scoop it yeah. out yeah i mean it's not really like a slice and serve kind of thing it's more like a scoop with ice yeah, cream it's literally just warm a, it up yeah. kind of thing um if you're looking for a gluten-free cast iron christmas dessert look go. no further than this delicious berry cake this recipe will actually be pretty healthy for you too with all the nuts oats and fruits involved um yeah. after eating a healthy holiday dinner your guests will probably appreciate this light dessert fare and it doesn't hurt that the skillet dessert is super delicious get the recipe here wideopeneats.com i love it here you go one of my favorites Uh oh when it comes to soups when it comes to chicken when it comes to desserts lemon i am a huge lemon fan anywhere lemon is the unsung hero i love lemon chicken um my face. I made lemon chicken orzo soup I have for you to take home too. Oh, cool. And Thank I roasted you. it in a Griswold 10 Dutch oven. Oh. Um, you saw the reel I made of the. I saw a bunch of reels of other things from that day alone where you were walking, quick you're walking side around note. In, the, in the Griswold's shirt and everything yes. too. Yeah. Side note, quick note to sidetrack here, real quick. I took a whole chicken and I roasted it. Yeah. Pulled it apart, took the took the chicken, put it aside, took all the bones with a ham hock, a turkey tail, and a turkey neck, and roasted all the 
chicken carcass bones at 450 for an hour and they get that crispy Maillard effect. Yeah. Then made stock with that, strained the stock, and then made lemon chicken orzo with that. Ooh. Dude. The bit, that's I, a lot of that's a lot of lava. I have to say, I I, I it's, it sounds weird, but it is probably one of the best soups I've ever made in my life. I believe it, and I, I mean, want you to you take some home. Variety. I you want you to take some of it. Sure. All right. It's got carrots. It's got celery, onion, chicken, orzo, lemon. Boom. Everything. Boom. Cool, man. Um, Very cool. Back to lemon desserts. But anyway, speaking of lemon desserts, <laughs> lemon pull apart rolls. Look at the look, look at that picture. Okay, yeah, I like, see what we're looking at here. Okay, yeah, so it's it's got these kind of lumps in it that's basically like it, you would pull them apart into little, little yeah, dumplings. You, you pull once it apart. Again, your own individual little serving. Uh, uh, Dunkin' uh, um, Like little donut holes almost. Donut holes yeah. type servings, yeah. It's almost like monkey bread. You take a little piece. Yeah, um, right. Lemon cake is a very good dessert. It's light, it's tangy, it's not overly sweet. Usually lemon desserts are not overly sweet, which is kind of what I like. Yeah, Um, as do many. This recipe captures all of those things, but it's significantly easier to make than most lemon bars. The lemon glaze is super easy to make, and since this uses Pillsbury dinner rolls, you won't be spending all day in the kitchen to put it together. Your guests will never know the difference. Get (laughs) the recipe here. I love that because... With all the science we have, isn't it crazy that the Pillsbury dinner bo- dinner rolls, like the tube, still has to go poof and like blow apart and scare you? Yeah, why is that? Why still a is thing? that still a why thing? Do, why do we still need to do that? Like I it's the, like it's the '60s. Yeah, shout out to WMMR, one of my favorite Caseyisms. Why, with all this technology, does it still scare the crap out of me? <laughs> It's like worse. It's worse when you know it's coming. As weird as that sounds, and like when I worked at Party yes. City and we worked with uh, balloons. Uh, we have these kind of balloons. 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 Little slice. Oh my god! Yeah, balloon, uh, bursting with Burst. flavor. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, guys. There's regular balloons, and then there's uh, pearlized balloons, which is literally what it sounds like. They're latex balloons that look like pearls. They're shiny like pearls. You said per- pearl- pearlized. 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 They are also a lot more stiff than regular balloons, so they they pop. Harder and louder and sharper. Are they the ones that are nylon-like? or No, no, they're regular latex balloons, but they just have a pearl shine to them. So oh, the okay. problem with that is, is they very easily pop, and when they pop, they are miles louder than regular latex balloons. Why? Uh, Their latex is much more stiff, much more stronger, but also much more brittle. Well, much more thicker, I should say, but much more brittle. So it's like when you blew a condom so, uh, up in high school and it was the size of the Hindenburg? <laughs> no, Well, no, it, that's the problem is they, they wouldn't stretch very far, so it wouldn't take a lot for them to pop. My point is, is that uh, when you're saying you know it when it's worse, when you know when it's coming, when you're popping open the, the dough, but with the balloons... You knew they were coming, so every once in a while the there would anticipation be an order. Kills you. There would be an order where uh, we blow them up and then we we let them go into the big net in the ceiling so that we could get them later. And in the summer it would get hot, so in the summer in the heat helium expands in the heat. So burst. I mean, just they would just start pa 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 pa. That's got to scare the shit out of the customers. Loud as hell. Sounds like gunfire. And then when you know they're coming. And when you got a bad batch on your hands and they keep popping oh. and you're just blowing them up and then they pop in your face, you start you start shaking well, like that's you're the saying. <laughs> nobody wants a bad batch of pearlized balloons in the summer. <laughs> Doesn't everybody? You're worse than a batch of gonna... bad pearlized balloons in the summer. I'm gonna crochet that and put it over my fireplace. <laughs> oh god. You'll make you'll make ones of dollars. 
<laughs> but uh, no, it's just that when you know it's coming, it's so much scarier, and that's what that made me think of. Sorry for the side tangent. All right, back to this. How many more is left on there? There's, there's only like, three. There's only three left? Okay, here we go. This one is one of the ones I was really hoping we would get to. This is the pumpkin pecan skillet cake with salted butterscotch oh, glaze. There we go. Back to the salt. I dude, yeah. there's not enough butterscotch desserts. I love. I've never. I can't think of a time I've ever had one. There's butterscotch pudding. Yeah, I know. It's I, very good. No, I know that, and I know butterscotch candies. Yeah, but they're I mean, a thing too. Weren't they in those li- uh, lifesavers books? Yeah, initially. <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> initially, nuts and oats and stuff were used in recipes to stretch them. So stretching a recipe was something that they did in the Great Depression to make a recipe like. The ingredients. Make, ingre- make it make more. So, so you required less ingredients each time, like, a tiny bit. Now, when, you know when we eat hash browns or like potatoes with eggs, that was kind of meant to stretch out the eggs, but now it's kind of a staple. So yeah. it kind of went full circle where so it's it becomes like if you put something sweet in a dish, you don't need as much sugar from your shelf. Right, something like that. Probably. And the way that the nuts break down, it kind of makes okay. Well, we only have this many. It's more binding. How can we make yeah. it for eight people? We can yeah. add this. And yeah, this. and so, that's where fruitcake came from. Absolutely, I bet you. I bet you too. <laughs> um, so this is a pumpkin pecan skillet cake with salted butterscotch glaze. I would be completely remiss if I didn't include some kind of pumpkin spice dessert because pumpkin is really the flavor of the season. I think pumpkin can go all the way to Christmas because it doesn't die at Thanksgiving. It doesn't die on Thanksgiving. It doesn't die on there. October 31st either. It's still and yet, there. October 31st, November 1st, we get a sharp contrast of pumpkin spiced peppermint. But you know what? Immediately. What I think about when I see this recipe, and this is not in the description, pecans are like a, a Christmas thing. It's a Christmas oh, nut. Yeah, yeah. So you combine like hazelnut. It's kind of pulling the two seasons together. It's kind of pulling Thanksgiving and Christmas together because you get the pecans with the pumpkin spice. It kind of just brings everything the together. Pecans with the pumpkin spice and, with the pumpkin. and the salted butterscotch glaze. It, it says, "I really just love this cake. Who doesn't love a little bit of salty and sweet with their dessert?" Find the recipe here. And the way that the dessert is portrayed in the picture, it's it's served in a slice. It's about two inches thick, and you just see this beautiful drizzle over top, which is the butterscotch nice. glaze. Um, I anticipate somebody possibly making these from listening to this list. Yeah, I would or really getting like some to ideas share. for you to look for uh, um, even some more recipes that we didn't mention online. I'm sure there's a, there's a ton. So, being that I spent a lot of time in Tennessee, yeah, I have had my goddamn fair share of pecan pie. <laughs> every diner down there, every restaurant, yeah. every little dive bar. They all have their pecan own. pie and sweet tea because they throw it together so easily. Something that's so regional like that, they're like, "Oh yeah, I just made it last night. Here you go. Here's pe- you want pecan pie? Yeah, sure. The local yes. barbecue joint We've got <laughs> pecan pie. Yeah, you want to try it? Yeah. Yeah. So, have you ever had traditional pecan pie? No. It's like picture the pecans are like really soft, but not good, like not mushy, and the sugar in between is kind of almost like a picture. A thick applesauce. Oh. But not taste like apple, like sugar. Yeah. And caramel. Yeah. Like that. It's like a, it's like the, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So that's pretty much what it is, but then topped with nice pecans to make it look, sure. look really nice. Um, 
Uh, okay. It says in the in the description, I am definitely serving pecan pie this holiday season. It's a tradition at my house. For some years, every guest brings one, so we have a little competition. I think I'll be putting this recipe up to the table and see how the skillet pie shakes up. Nice. I am going to be making a pecan pie to take to Christie's mother's house for Christmas Eve this oh, year. Oh, nice. Um, in a cast iron pan. In a cast iron pan, in of course. I just pan. yank one off the wall nice. and we rip it out. After you make a pecan pie in the cast iron skillet, you're never going to go back to the old way you ever did it. After all, nothing screams southern cooking like serving something in cast iron. That's and nothing a good screams point. southern like pecan pie. There you go. Marry the two, be the hero this year. And last but not least, this looked cool. There you go. This looked really cool Your to me. Better. Um, yeah. Um, Wow. I'm a big fan of fruit with chocolate, but it has to be the right fruit. I yeah. don't think, I don't agree with citrus and and chocolate mixing together. I'm not a big fan no, of that. No, me it neither. It needs to be a yellow, vanilla-y aspect with citrus. Yeah. But like some of the some of the things I think go with chocolate are more like a raspberry. Yeah, berries. Or like a strawberry bananas, kind of thing. Bananas. Which, bananas a little are berries, bit. aren't they? No, I think technically they are. I think are. they're in the group. But no, know, bananas like still work with chocolate. Tomatoes, fruit, not Yeah, that's a good point. Fruit. But yeah. also, um, I think a really unsung hero in the dessert department as far as, as fruit go is a cherry oh sure so this is a cherry chocolate pudding cake chocolate cherry goes good together sure so this is a skillet chocolate cherry pudding cake and would you believe me if i told you that this recipe was completely gluten free no because it's pudding based oh so that's the solidifying agent you don't need the gluten that's That's what's holding this whole thing together is jello um jello pudding (laughs) yum 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 who needs flour when you're going for a gooey pudding-like chocolate cake? I love the addition of cherries on this cake. They're so rich and sweet just on their own. If you get the right cherries, dude, they are super, super sweet. Oh, my God, and yes. combined with this chocolate pudding, this recipe will really shine, and you'll be the hero this holiday season. Um, I just wanted to say thank you to WideOpenEats.com for providing this wonderful list. I agreed with all of it. I rarely find an article where all of it speaks to me, but I really had to um, reach out and share this one with you guys so i hope you use one of those recipes if you do please send me pictures let me know how it goes and and it would be an awesomely festive story for 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 the next couple days i think or around the time of year it's cool because last episode we kind of did the salty savory dinner stuff in cast iron this is the dessert episode perfect everything's ready for you for christmas and we're gonna take a break. Let's do that, and then when we come back, we're man, gonna talk a little bit about steak glassy meats. Oh yes, and I think I think we might still have some more Christmas discussion. We'll see where the time sure. leaves us. Cool, absolutely. man. Absolutely. Episode six, podcast iron. Hang out. Ooh. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. It is. Buy some cast iron from Kyle all of the year. Oh, podcast <laughs> um, iron episode six. Podcast iron episode six. That's right, Tyler. Yes. So, um, if you guys didn't catch it, uh, we did a nice little commercial for stateclassymeats.com. Oh, I uh, just wanted to talk about them real quick. What I like yeah. about them oh. is. When you buy meat at the grocery store, there is so much that goes into it. There are so many times it changes hands from the packager, the, per- the, the butcher, to the, the person growing the meat, to all, this, all these different things. If you go to stayclassymeats.com, you can see the breakdown of what the difference is between buying it from the actual rancher versus buying it from your local grocery store. And what's that difference? 
one person. <laughs> You're buying it from the people. You're buying it from the um, person, from the source. When I talk to Scott from Steak Classy Meats, he literally is saying, hey, I got to go find these bison. They're out roaming. So, I gotta go so find that, them. that old phrase, farm to table... Is, That's it's taken the it heart. It rings here. absolutely yeah. true here sure. because you're not buying it. So there's there's people like you ever drive by like a chicken coop place and it's like oh this is uh, people raising chickens for this company blah blah blah. So oh, sure you, you'll see the brand yeah, uh, yeah. like a sign. Yep. So you have an individual producer and then somebody has to come out and check it. They pick the right ones, then they pluck them, and, uh-huh. and then they package them, and then they send them to a distributor. Then the distributor goes to the store brands, and then the store brands sell. So it's changing hands and going and going and go it's so you're you're eliminating all of that by dealing with literally the guy that's like hey that's our cow did you want to buy it did you girls want to buy a piece of that cow cow? did you want (laughs) to buy a piece of that cow okay cool we're gonna send it to you yeah he's literally like to, to the way that i like to break it down is is you can literally tell him hey this is what i'm looking for he's like all right let me uh let me see if we have that available. Yeah, and see, and that's the and that's a big difference your because finished. to your point earlier about it going through one person to another to another, and you know what happens when you got all many those many hands in one bucket? You start getting oh well, uh, this guy has the meat the cheapest, and then this guy has the trucking company for the cheapest rate, and then this guy has the cheapest place for uh, freezer storage and all this stuff, and then they 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 look for little ways to cut costs, and before you know it, you're left with a really shitty product. So cut all that shit out and stay. Classy meets one dude literally from the field to the freezer to yep. your plate. To your plate. Race. Their chicken, all their chicken is from just Nebraska. It's not from <laughs> a million different states. Wow. The chicken is from Nebraska. Yeah. The elk is from New Zealand and the Northern Rockies, where wow. it's native. Okay. Also, the cows are from Montana. The bison is from Montana and North Dakota and Wyoming from their herds. Like they are in charge of herding these animals. This is real far this is a real deal then, yeah. And the pigs are all from Nebraska as well. It's just it's just yeah. so it's it is as locally organic source as you can get. Yeah, and when you get again, when when it when it's that direct, you taste the difference. And it's a big big we had remember we cooked that steak classy meat remember we cooked that steak classy ribeye at your house you're like dude Uh what the hell is this it was wonderful it tastes different than the grocery store yes it does and and you put in the same amount of effort as you would have you got one some crappy chunk of meat from one of the grocery stores yeah but you know what dude you know the thing and it comes out so much better the argument people say is well yeah it costs a little bit more well don't you want to eat better food i mean that can literally be said about anything in the world anything Sorry. You're to- yeah, oh, well, I, I got a more expensive car. Well, it drives a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, the same thing. I mean, a same cheaper thing. coat doesn't keep you as warm as a good coat. They, exactly. It can be you said want about good anything. food? You're going to have to pay for it. But when you do, your body will thank you, too. Yeah. Because this has no preservatives. There's no extra hormones. There's no hormones in this. This is, they are, there's a difference between, you know, like uh, uh, non organic range. Uh, uh, raised beef and chicken and all that, but there is what's called pasture finished. These animals live their life to the last minute in the pasture where they belong. Happy animals makes happy meat. So this is literally <laughs> the bison and the cattle that you're tasting. Literally, if you ever watched 1883 on Netflix or wherever the hell it is, oh, uh, this is what it tasted like back then. stuff, yeah. This is the stuff they lived and sustained their lives on. Sure. Just enjoy it. Just yeah. go to Stay Classy Meats, buy some stuff, use promo code SEASON or DIE, save 10% on me, 
and see the difference. Nice. Cool. Can you get bacon there too? Yeah, dude. I. You want to? See? I like. Well, you're. you're oh, dude, you got a lot of glass on your freezer. Yeah. No, I, he, he was going to open his dude, freezer. Dude, I want to show you the bacon from them. You bacon look is at my that favorite. bacon and you see how much better it is before it's even cooked. Really? What is it? How does it look different? It looks okay. So when when you look at bacon from the grocery store, there's a like, huge fat cap, and yes. then there's like a meat cap strip in there. Yeah, from Stay Classy, it's almost like a like an evenly distributed amount of both. So it's just going to be a more wholesome, a more flavor. Like, yeah, like a, a bacon, egg, and cheese in like Lancaster, where the pigs are like from the local farms. It's like <laughs> yeah, just tastes sure. better. It's like a thicker cut. It's like a different uh-huh. crisp. That's what you're talking about. See, and that's what you want for breakfast, right there on thanks uh, on Christmas morning. Yeah. Breakfast. So, speaking of Christmas morning. Oh, that sounds so good, man. That's great. um, Speaking of Christmas morning. Christmas! um, I want to hear your Christmas traditions, um, but I'll share one of ours with you guys. Merry Christmas. So, breakfast. Our mom. Breakfast. Our mother would make a... Our mom. Would take biscuit dough and roll, like... Like it, it felt so like she a little maple just syrup, like, just like you would make regular cinnamon rolls. Would would chop it up, right? Wouldn't she? Right, but she but would roll it, it flat and then put sausage meat in it. Yeah, and then roll it back up. Yes, and cut it in circles and arrange it in a little Christmas tree. Shape and of a bake Christmas it. tree. Yep, and then it's a pull apart. You grab your piece yep. right off the Christmas you tree. Grab your bacon, your eggs, your rolls. It goes and so bam. well. It is. It goes so well with breakfast. It's oh. so important to breakfast. That yes. is like something. Going over there, you, you finish unwrapping. We finish unwrapping presents as kids, and then it's like, all right, time for breakfast. And and she comes out. She's got everything all cooked up, and it's got that Christmas tree too. Unreal. It's it's a special feeling, and I know that it's unique to us. I'm sure somebody does something similar out there. But I'm sure, and I'm sure people are listening like, what the? Ta- hell? It's a time of year for traditions, yes. and it's very important to Big time. highlight those and cherish those if you have them, and if not. Adopt the Christmas and tree. And starting your own new tradition. That's a, that's a big that's a big important thing, and it's actually something I wanted to to bring up at some point when sure uh, when you know you got your first house now for Christmas. You've had you've lived on your own for a long time already, right. but now that you have your own home, you can actually establish these concrete type of routines yeah. like the the this decoration goes there yeah. at this time we do this and uh like in our house we always put on the same six christmas specials yeah. when we decorated yes. the christmas tree that, like things like that and yeah. for me it was really hard to break away from those traditions in my right. house for my first christmas my first maybe two or three christmases in my house it was really hard yes to because you, what you don't understand is like what I didn't understand at the time is like, this is my opportunity to make my own traditions. Right. Uh, I'm not going to be able to recreate the ones from when I was a kid. We're all, we're all, we're all living on our own now. But out of respect for our parents though, it's kind of like, curling though you kind of just gotta like slow release you well yeah it is a slow release you like can't. there was a first couple christmases when i set up the christmas tree and i still put on the same specials and i still I do still do like i love lucy christmas yeah. is still on there yeah Make me. yeah 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 <laughs> that's yeah. on there um uh and rudolph christmas is on there um the sesame street christmas. sesame street christmas the yeah, other thing one. you have to keep in mind though when you have when you, I know Bob from Sesame Street, RIP. This is yeah. episode's dedicated to him. He loved cast iron. <laughs> and he was our, uh, our very first podcast ever in 2016 on yeah, Full he Slice. Was. He was our first conversation. First conversation. We talked about how they were fired from Sesame yes. Street when HBO Max bought You're them. right. Yep. That's, <laughs> I just remember um, that. The other thing you have to keep in mind, though, uh, if you're listening to this 
this podcast and this is your first year with a new spouse or a significant other, you also have to keep in mind that their Christmas traditions are just as special to them as yours are to you. So you kind of have to maybe alternate every year or kind of find a happy medium. Like as, Christmas you know, as Eve, far as visitations like and things, we it's do, hard. We yeah. do Christmas Eve every year with my girlfriend Christie's mom and her stepfather and her yeah. sister. And we usually go Christmas Eve, and then we sleep over, and then we do Christmas Day with our family. This year, we're altering it a little bit because it is no, a, a little bit. A little bit because it is our first year in our new home. So I don't yeah. want to take everything away from her mother, but I still want to do Christmas Eve with them. But I want to come home. You still want to have time for your own Christmas now, right? But with it being Saturday and Sunday this year, and then Monday being the day off that I have, I can kind yeah, of yeah. You have some save extended time that. now. So you kind of, it, it is a confluence of everybody's input. Yeah, it's just, we're at a weird point in our lives right now where we are starting yeah. to mold our own, our, our own routines, our own plans, so our own traditions. If you are listening to this and you're having a tough time trig- figuring out your, your, your traditions, um, as much as this has nothing to do with cast iron, a lot of the things that I like about cast iron have to do with traditions. A lot yep. of family traditions, a lot of recipe traditions, a lot of doing the things that grandmom did, a lot of the things that great-grandmom did, the way that mom does. And sometimes you have to start all over again and say, this is the way this mom does. And that is the way her mom does, or this is the way my mom does. And you guys got to come together, create your own traditions. And I'm telling you in another couple years, it'll all just meld together and everybody will just be happy with your decision. At the end of the day, your family just wants you to be happy. Yep. And uh, it, it's really important, like you're saying, the traditions, the routines, making your own. Yeah. Uh, it, it, especially if you're out living on your own for the first time or you have right. a new space you're celebrating Christmas in for the first time. It's really important to to uh, take those traditions you have that. with them and uh, morph them into something new or something similar to the original. Whatever you can do, this is a very important time of year for tradition. Yes. And, and just a perfect way to tie it in with, with using the cast iron if you hand it down from families or just, just using old, uh, keeping the old around. And, and that's a big part of you can incorporate of, of this time of year. Like how Tyler and I just shared with you the tradition of the recipe that our mother made. Of the Christmas tree, that is the sausage and the rolls and all that. Yeah, it can kind of be a thing I can take to my uh, my my wife, my girlfriend's mother's house, and say, "Hey, listen, this is part of my family that I can keep with me." And yeah, that, this that is saying, what my mom made us when we were kids. Like, you know, keeping Christmas with you. Yeah, all you know, through the all year. through the year. Oh, Bob, um, <laughs> but, Bob sang that. <laughs> and it, it is it is something that you have to hold close to you, but you also have to understand that other people hold it close to them, and you have to find a nice balance. And part of Christmas is being selfless. Part of yep. Christmas is giving yourself to other people. And if there's a recipe that you want to share with people, a really great way to show love is to go ahead and cook it and bring it. Yeah, yeah. A great way to show that you love and care for somebody else is to create something that you love and care that and someone share made your traditions for you. Like, yeah, right. like sharing those traditions. Like, it's nice to say, "Here's a pecan pie I made." It's better to say, "This is my mom's recipe." Yeah, and that, this is what yes. she made us every Thanksgiving, and yep. this is what I'm bringing you for you now, or Christmas. This is what and, I'm bringing you and now. Even and even better, a big, it's a big deal, man. And even better is feeling the love of somebody that's a, that's open to that. Say, yep welcoming your traditions into their home. So I hope... And getting what you want for Christmas. (laughs) I just hope, you know, from... Hot wheels. From all of us here at Podcast Iron, which is way more than just Tyler and I, it goes to all the companies that help us out, all of the people that, you know, keep my business going and my page flowing and everything throughout the years. I just hope everybody has a great Christmas. I hope that everybody feels a little bit of, of the warmth of the holiday season 
and create your own traditions, share your traditions, embrace other traditions, and just enjoy the holiday season. If you don't celebrate Christmas and someone wishes you a Merry Christmas, just take that as a wonderful holiday greeting and just enjoy the time off and love everybody, okay? From here at Podcast Iron, I'm Cast, Cast Iron Kyle. And I'm, uh, and I'm Tyler. Hi. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.